Good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Richard Powell. This is another episode of Alumni Sports Week 11 Recap. I do want to go ahead and dive into the AP poll. Now, don't forget, this is the AP poll, so it's not the college football playoff poll, but it gives us a little bit of insight still on what people are thinking. So we have Georgia, number one, still. We got Ohio State, number two. Michigan, number three. And this is the first 10-0 start for Michigan since 2006. So they're definitely feeling themselves right now. We got number four, TCU, who is still staying at number four after being Texas, which Texas was a seven-point favorite at home. So TCU is essentially saying we are not, we are, well, we should not be underdogs any way, shape, or form. Then we have Tennessee, number five, as they took care of Missouri. LSU, number six, they struggled with Arkansas a little bit, but it gets real intriguing because assuming they went out, they will play Georgia, and if LSU beats Georgia, then should they not be within the top four? Good thing to think about. And similar to USC is in Southern California, if they went out, they'll have their, their say-so on getting that top four also. Then you got Alabama, number eight, Clemson, number nine, and Utah, number 10, to round it out. Uh, now, now, when it comes to the ranked matchups, number 25, Washington did beat number six, Oregon, 37-34. So that was upset in a way. Washington moved all the way up 10 spots. Now number 15, Oregon dropped all the way down to number 12. And for new teams within the top 25, we have the Coastal Carolina, uh, Shannon Clears. So this is their third year in a row reaching the top 25. So definitely... The program's continuing to be on the rise within the Sun Belt. Cincinnati is number 22, which, you know, they've been back in the top 25 now. But ECU, which we'll talk about a little bit later, definitely was a better team that night. And, you know, Cincinnati just made the plays when needed. And one cool fact, the AAC now has three teams in the top 25, same as the ACC. Oklahoma State, number twenty-four. Uh, they've been they just now won again against Ohio or Iowa State. So now the two-game streak ended and they're back in there. Then we have Oregon State, who two weeks ago dropped, or I should say, two weeks ago entered the top twenty-five and, and ended their uh, nine-year drought of not being ranked as they beat Cal, which Cal ended up firing their offensive coordinator and O-line. So uh, not going too well down to California and now teams are out. So Texas is out. As we talked about, TCU did beat them as they were a seven point favorite. Texas was at home. Illinois has now lost two straight losses. Now they're out after newly coming in a few weeks ago and first time in years. NC state surprisingly is out also after losing to Boston college. Grant NC state has been playing with their backup quarterback for the last few weeks, but they still just aren't the same team as what they started the season out to be. Liberty lost to UConn, so now they're out. Jim Mora for UConn now has a bowl eligible team. First time since 2015 for them. Real big for UConn, especially as a, as a uh, independent. And one thing I do want to talk about too, how Vanderbilt beat number 24 Kentucky 21 to 14. That was the first SEC win for Vanderbilt in 26 games, dating all the way back to 2019. Moving forward, they play Florida and Tennessee to round out the schedule. They only have four wins, so it's very unlikely they'll, they will even 
get to a bowl game, but at least they got their first one in the SEC. As you know, that's pretty tough for them. And for ranked versus ranked matchups, we just have two Pac-12 games. So we have number seven, USC, at number 16, UCLA. Then number 10, Utah, at number 12, Oregon. So let's look into that for sure. But let's go ahead and talk about the picks of the week. So I ended up going 3-1 this week. So I have been on a hot streak the past three weeks. Let's keep it rolling. But I will start with the College of Charleston as the spread was 20 and a half. Uh, and the game ended up being UNC 102 to College of Charleston's 86. So definitely that spread was hit, locked and loaded. Uh, and I got real confident because College of Charleston led at halftime 50 to 43. So, uh, you know, it, it seemed to be just in the bag at that point in time. The one thing for UNC, though, I was never that big on UNC last regular season. They just got really, really hot in the tournament, but it's now two games in a row versus UNCW and College of Charleston where UNC was out-rebounded. So, you know, it's, I don't know why that is, but Hebert Davis even said the team was playing soft. So Armando Baycott only had one point in the first half, even though he finished with 28 in the second half. You still just, you're playing all these, these little teams. I don't know why it takes, you know, someone to say somebody's soft to, you know, get out of them, but, who knows? It's a new era. Caleb Love leads the team in nine rebounds, something that shouldn't be happening. Also, College of Charleston ended up 33% from from, uh, from three, eight for 24, while UNC was 25%, five for 20. And let's go talk about this game. So we got EC versus Cincinnati. So the plus five hit. So I did choose EC plus five, but I also got a little confident and said money line also on top of that. But EC started out five. Oh, in that game, a safety, which you don't see very often in college football, a field goal, which a 47 yarder. So that's, you know, we, we fell on cloud nine, getting a safety and hitting an almost 50 yard field goal with our kicking situation, but kickoff return soon happened right after that. So put them on seven, five, then ended up Cincinnati was up 21 to five at one point in time, but ECU did come back. Aylers was 26 for 46 for the whole entire game, 280 yards, two touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell, another great game, 16 carries, 112 yards, and one TD. CJ Johnson, seven receptions, 123 yards, and one TD, and a hell of a touchdown run uh, on the 72 yarder. Just absolutely just stiff arm and just ran away with it. But again, the final score was 27 to 25. So we did lose the game. Really, we uh, at the end of the day, we we really shouldn't have. ECU was a better team the whole entire game for sure. ECU had 454 yards total offense. Since he had 310 yards, since he even had the one turnover versus ECU had none. ECU had 22 first downs. Since he had 13 first downs, all it took was a kickoff return, a one screen play, and one little slant, and that was three touchdowns. Touchdowns right there that happened just just like that. Uh, ben Bryant, 14 to 30, not impressive at all. Missed tons of throws, 244 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He even started getting booed later in the game. Not even going to mention anything about running the ball because EC just stopped him. I think their leading runner, Charles McClan, had 10 carries for 39 yards. Uh, Tyler Scott, one of the guys that took a slant and went straight out for a touchdown for a 60-some yarder. He had seven receptions, 140 yards, one TD that I just talked about. So, it's kind of disappointing. ECU, we should have won that game. Cincinnati is now ranked number 22 after a game they shouldn't have won. And 
you would think for ECU, if they won that game, they might have been number 22 also. So, like I said, we're still bowl eligible. We play at home versus Houston moving forward and then Temple. So, I think we'll go 8-4 and four overall this year. And, you know, it's just a matter of what bowl game we're going to get ourselves into. Now, the next game I got, I had some people tell me that they don't know why I took it, but number 20, Notre Dame versus Navy. Navy was a 15.5 point underdog. They ended up losing by three. Now at half, Notre Dame led 35-13, so I got a little nervous about that. But Navy scored 19 straight points in the second half to amount to the only the three-point loss as it, just, as it came down to a onside kick that just, you know, Navy didn't recover. But Drew Pine, Notre Dame's quarterback, was only the second Notre Dame quarterback ever to account for five touchdowns total. So he had four TDs and one rushing in the first half. And, you know, just for me, I've seen it with the history – with Notre Dame playing Army and Navy, they typically have um, have played them relatively tough. And Veterans Weekend, Veterans Day, I'm going to take all the emotion with that game, and that's why I chose the spread. So I took the points and ended up in the uh, in my favor. Now, last game, USC, they played pretty tough this whole entire year, I thought, other than getting blown out of Georgia. Florida's been a little inconsistent. Anthony Richardson, elite NFL quarterback, could be quarterback, but his throwing is a little inconsistent other than his running that's phenomenal. But USC just did not come to play at all. It seemed like whenever they had time and a drive moving forward, dumb, dumb penalties just kept happening and putting it back, and then they just, they just couldn't go any forward, literally. So score was 38-6, to six, Florida. I chose USC plus eight. It wasn't even close. And this is all you got to know. Florida ran for 374 yards of total offense, and that's just rushing, which is, you know, over 100 yards more than USC's total offense combined, which was 237. So it was just a tough game for them. But, you know, I – Unfortunately, I didn't go. I didn't go for the sweep four and zero, but I did get to three and one. So better winning record than losing record or tie. So keep that in mind. But uh, you know, definitely looking forward as the weeks are coming. You know, ahead with college football, the playoff brackets, the championship games coming up. It's gonna get real, real, real interesting. And like I said, LSU they went out and they beat Georgia. Would they be in top four? I would assume off the bat they would have to. And, you know, a lot of things can happen for sure. So appreciate y'all tuning in. Now let's tune in on Tuesday. I will post the updated college football playoff bracket. And, you know, we'll see what's going on moving forward. But it's definitely getting spicy out there. So it's the best time, November, December. You really start seeing the uh, the pretenders versus the contenders. And that's it. Appreciate y'all tuning in. And again, stay tuned Tuesday for that college football bracket and for the alumni sport post also coming into the weekend. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of the week. All right.